You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But on the line now is those You Better You Bet. Honesty Sports betting insider Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better You Bet podcast for more Ken Barkley's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at... Lockie Lockerson, Ken, good morning to you. Better side dish. What side dish gets you more excited if you're walking down the uh, buffet line at your Christmas dinner? Mashed potatoes or macaroni and cheese? Uh, for Christmas, macaroni and cheese, not even close. Okay. Actually, I don't even know if it's close. Now, the, I think the key here is, are we talking about like a highbrow macaroni and cheese? Or are we talking about like, I have to feed my kids you know, Not like like a family dinner mac, macaroni. No, like a family dinner macaroni yeah. and cheese. Yeah, like it's got some breadcrumb consistency. Oh. It's like a nice noodle. <laughs> like it's like a spiral noodle, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got like six different kinds of cheese because the more kinds of cheese, the better. That's always the rule of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I think I uh, I think it's mac and cheese easily because like mashed potatoes has its spotlight moment, which is Thanksgiving. It has to accompany the turkey. Like there is no turkey without mashed potatoes. <laughs> like macaroni and cheese like needs. It's such a great side dish. It needs its own spotlight, I think. So I think we give it Christmas, and then each one gets their own. Okay. I didn't like that you just set him up that way. I mean, that was a perfect answer. I don't know, uh, I don't no, know what you're talking about. Ken, you know, he asked you that question. It's a little leading. Yesterday <laughs> we talked about leading. Oh, mac and cheese and are mashed you, are potatoes. Are you pro mashed potato? No. Am I, I about to hear a mashed potato case here? No, 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 no. I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, mac, he is. He is. Mac and cheese when done well. When both are done well, mac and cheese wins. I have acknowledged this. My problem was he said yesterday mashed potatoes and I quote suck and shouldn't even be on the plate. That's not the same thing wow. as comping it to mac and cheese. Ah, they're overrated. What they're, do I They're I, not I just, overrated. I, like it's mashed potatoes. Yeah. Mashed potatoes can't I mean it's like oh like I don't want any french fries. Like what are you un-American? Yeah, like thank of course you, you want french thank fries. You. Like I just <laughs> like just like same thing with mashed potatoes. No, don't don't put the this delicious starch on my plate. Don't do that like it's yeah, it can have a home on the plate. It's just it's the it's the passenger. He, the mac he, and cheese is driving the side bus on Christmas. The the, the, the potatoes are the passenger. Hey Ken, he hates the hot take shows, and he's out here. And he's like, <laughs> no, mashed potatoes suck. It's only mac and cheese, right. and it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I got teeth. You know, I prefer food with yeah, substance. Oh, okay. Stephen A. Side dish. That's a great nickname. Uh, I like Ken, that. I I know it's probably been said uh, on your show. I know it's been said a million times. I can't believe I'm excited on December 22nd for Jags and Jets, man. This is going to be a wet, cold game. How are we feeling about it right now? Uh, I Uncertain would probably be the right way to put it. I like how that many times, like many times, many ways. <laughs> Merry Christmas to us for Jags-Jets on Thursday That's night. Right. I, I think this point spread's fine. It's moving in a way that's like a little interesting. So I, I figured the Jets would be a small favorite in the game, and they are. Um, in general, they've been rated higher than the, the Jaguars the whole season. Yes, Zach Wilson is starting a quarterback. Yes, he stinks. 
Um, but I think they should still be like a very small favorite in the game. Now, the problem is they're now getting bet this morning, <laughs> the Jets are, and it's starting to get a little unreasonable. They're a two and a half point favorite now in the market. Obviously, like if it ever goes to three, it's the most key number we have in the NFL. Game lands three more than it lands any other number. I think you would see an avalanche of people bet Jacksonville at that point. I really don't think we're going to get to three in the game. I would bet Jacksonville at three, but we're like really close to, I don't know if the Jets can be even two and a half. It's pretty close. So if I had to bet the game right now, I would bet Jacksonville. I also don't mind as long as uh, you can put in a teaser that doesn't like where you don't have to pay a ton of money for it. A price wise teasing the Jags up from two and a half to eight and a half Mm -hmm. pairing it with uh, there's a number of games on Sunday or Saturday rather that, with that description, like Buffalo from eight down to two, basically to just win against Chicago is probably a good pairing in that situation. Talk about pairing side dishes and pairing main course. So my, my mac and cheese might end up being Jags eight and a half, and then my mashed potatoes may end up being Bills minus two. Um, that's probably how I'm going to approach the game. Okay, well, let me ask you this. So there's a couple of dogs this weekend that I'm, I'm interested in if you, if you see the value that I see. So you loved the, uh, the Giants last week against the Commanders, and that hit on Sunday night. I did. And you went yeah. against our left hand up, who are we, Commanders. That's okay. You've been on the Commanders bandwagon. I'm looking at them this weekend catching Seven. I know they're on the road against San Francisco, and San Francisco had the extended off time with the Thursday night game. I, I, to me, there's, I think there's some value there for a team that can run the football. I know they're on the road. That one, and then mixed with, and I don't mean this as a shot, Jalen Hurts is an incredible, having an incredible year. I think as far as backup quarterbacks go, Gardner Minshew has shown when he's filled in, he's he's been serviceable, and they can run the football. I, I feel like Philly getting six and Washington getting seven are decent value. How are you feeling about the dogs this weekend? Yeah, really, and two totally different types of games, right? Because Niners, Commanders, we kind of know everything that's going on in that game. I guess we don't know if Chase Young is going to play, but yeah. I feel like every week, every week I, I feel like I've said that, and he doesn't play, and I think I'm just going to stop saying it. I think I'm tired of Chase Young and whether he plays or not in the game. So Niners by seven is a point spread that hasn't moved very much. There aren't a lot of injuries going on in the game. It's a pretty stable point spread. I think the Niners are very likely to win. I do like them a little minus the seven Hmm. against Washington. I bet some six and a half early in the week. Seven's like, okay, I think my number's seven and a half. So it's, you know, we're we're kind of talking about really, really small distinctions. I like the Niners a little bit. um, And it wouldn't surprise me if the wheels started to fall off of the commanders a little bit. The Niners turn quarterbacks over more than any other defense. Taylor Heineke has more turnover-worthy plays than any other quarterback. So I could actually see this kind of, spiraling out of control for Washington if, if he puts the ball in the air too much. In the other game, it's it's been the biggest frenzy of betting the entire week. Uh, <laughs> all bettors that I know, anyone who ever gets information, anyone who I ever talk to about betting, all of us on Monday morning were avalanching this point spread and about five other related markets because the word kind of came out as a trickle and then eventually everybody got it. The Jalen Hurts probably wasn't going to play. And so this was actually Cowboys minus one and a half on uh, on Monday morning when we knew uh, when we started to learn that Jalen Hurts may not play in the game. So I, I have a lot of Cowboys at a very small number. Now at this point spread at six with Gardner Minshew now confirmed to start a quarterback for Jalen Hurts. I agree. It's only Philly in the game at this point. We also don't know if Micah Parsons is going to play for the Cowboys yeah, and he's yeah. kind of an impactful player. We also know that there's a giant illness, probably COVID sweeping through the Cowboys locker room. That's not great. They're playing in two days. Um, so I think just almost like circumstance wise and situation wise, yeah, at six, I, I would only bet the Eagles at this point, but I am, I'm in a much different situation from a betting standpoint than, than looking at this market right now. Ken, I, I initially wanted to ask you about the momentum of the Detroit lions, 
and then I thought, that's nah, not the right way to ask Ken Barkley about a game, whether side or total. What do the numbers bear out with Detroit on the road, a red-hot Detroit Lions team who might still get in the playoffs given everything the way it's uh, unfolding here? How are we feeling about the Lions? They're sub a field goal on the road. Carolina, feisty, good, bad team. Like, I, I don't want to ask you about momentum because I don't think you buy into it, but what do numbers say about the Detroit Lions this weekend? Well, you're, you're right that momentum in terms of like a week-to-week thing is probably really overrated, right? Um, you know, Tampa wins one game, and it's like, oh, Tampa's back. And it's like, well, they just won one game. Like, that doesn't have to mean they're back, and they ended up being bad. So, like, a one-week momentum sell, I think, is a tough sell to make. But when you're good for, like, half the season – I think that's that kind of starts being baked into the numbers a little bit. I mean, you look at teams like the Bengals and teams like the Niners and teams like the Lions. I mean, these are teams for eight weeks. These have been the best teams in the league. And so at some point, it, it, it matters, obviously. I don't think the number is, is crazy. Uh, I talked to a couple other people who make numbers on games, and I just wanted to compare how do they have the Lions rated versus how do I have the Lions rated. I have the Lions rated, I think, as like the 11th best team in the NFL right now, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, maybe that sounds high to people. Maybe it sounds low to people. Um, it just, I think that's about right. I don't know if they're ahead of a few of the playoff teams that, that they would see. Uh, and I talked to a couple other people. I have some people that have them seventh and some people that have them eighth. And even like, I mean, you know, obviously they're not on the tier of Buffalo and Kansas city and San Francisco, but man, like they might be in that next tier at this point from a rating standpoint, if that's true, then they have to be a road favorite. They probably have to be a road favorite of a field goal. So I know a lot of people who like the Lions only at two and a half, never at three. Hmm. I think three is probably the right number in the game. Maybe a small lean toward Detroit at two and a half. Would not be surprised at all if they won the game. I really think we're heading very rapidly toward their game against the Packers in week 18. I don't think the Packers will be alive. I think they will lose this week. Um, but I do think the Lions will be alive for a playoff spot in that final game. Interesting. Uh, and you mentioned the Cowboy line that you got, and you got to love that. Outside of that, do you have a favorite bet this weekend? Man, there's like so much interesting stuff on the board. I'll give you another contrarian one. You know, we talked about teasers already. I like using teasers a lot late in the season because the point spreads tend to be really good, right? Yeah. Like they're a really good representation of the difference between the teams. Like the numbers make a lot of sense. We know so much about the teams now. It's so late in the year. So teasing away from a number like that becomes really valuable. Like that number's rock solid. Okay, let me tease away from it. So I'll be doing that a lot in a lot of these games. A couple other things that stand out though. I know that Ryan Tannehill's good. And I know that Malik Willis probably isn't very good. I know both of those things are true. Also, I really like the Titans now that it's three. Need three to make the bet. I basically just need the Titans to like almost just win the game now at this point against Houston. And Houston has given you a lot of nice, fun, competitive games recently. Dallas, Kansas City, so I'm sure there's some bullishness on them here. Also, Kansas City slaughtered them statistically in that game in a fashion that I have not seen almost the entire season, but turned the ball over an insane amount of times. Yeah. And that's why that scoreline was obviously what it was. I think this is still same old bad Houston. I really do. And Tennessee minus three, I think, is almost like an, an over, like an exaggerated version of how much Tannehill matters to the point spread. So that would be one. And then what's wrong with just continuing to fade the Vikings when they're favored in games? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Uh, I bet I was, and the answer is nothing. That's the answer. So the Giants uh, at four and a half, I really like the Giants in that game. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, if the Colts can cover a, a field goal number and uh, and the Jets can be down to the final possession, then the Giants can cover a four and a half in this situation too. Mm. Uh, you know, can I? I know you like to gamble on basically anything that you can get an opportunity to gamble on, but I, I always feel personally, 
I, I participate in bowl pools. I'm in one with, with dirt here and, and they're fun. I have no feel for bowl games. You just don't know who's playing, who's, 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 who's leaving, what team's healthy, what team cares, what team doesn't care. What do you think about this Oregon 14 and a half point spread against North Carolina? It's next week. We're off next week. Uh, so we won't talk to you, but I, I, I'm genuinely curious. I think I just rolled with Oregon instead. Vegas knows what they're doing. I'll just go with the big number. I know there's danger in that, but I don't know how to feel about this. Where's what's your feel on Oregon, North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl next week at fourteen and a half? Yeah, I think we, we've done bowl games on the show before. I, I'm more in your camp of just like I think if you have the time to really sit, like especially right at the end of the regular season and go through. Okay, like who are the likely, especially now with the new way college football works, right? Who are the likely transfers? Who are the likely players that are going to opt out to prepare for the draft? Uh, obviously, the quarterback situation for the team is very important. Is the coach, what, what is the coach doing? What are the coordinators doing? If you know all that on every team, some of the edges that have been out there on some of these, I mean, point spreads that have moved more than a touchdown in some cases. Um, yeah, the latest one was uh, B. John Robinson opting out for Texas. Obviously, in their game against Washington, they were a touchdown in that game. Now they're a four-point favorite yeah. in that game. Like, if you can be on this stuff, you can really – like, you can get a lot of edges. Uh, the problem is I host a four-hour radio show every day, and I can't be on this stuff. That's the problem. So, uh, in terms of the Oregon game, honestly, and this will be, like, the only time I say this probably with any betting market, your guess is as good as mine on this one. <laughs> but I pr- how about this? I have nothing to offer you on that. Can I offer you something else yeah, instead? Sure, yeah, sure. There's this is welcome to the king of degenerates here. So I am I bet a lot of awards. Uh, it's like one of the season long markets that I love betting the most because they're they're just weird and silly, but you can still bet a lot of money into them sometimes. Uh, there was an article that came out while you guys were on the air about 45 minutes ago. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media released a poll of all executives in the NFL on who is going to win every award this year uh, in the National Football League. Now, executives don't vote on the awards. That's voted on by basically a media panel. You know, Chris Collinsworth has voted before. Troy Aikman has voted before. Like, that's the kind of people that are going to do what's not the executives. But I think the opinion of the executives is really important to kind of register what should what should the prices be. And one of the biggest revelations of that piece, most of it's not surprising, right? Mahomes MVP, Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year, no. Sauce Gardner, no. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Damn those it. are those are, well, at least as of right now, those are that's kind of like where we're going. In terms, and I think those are all very likely winners. I think Mahomes can actually still win Offensive Player of the Year too, and he came in second, which I think is interesting. Where was Tyreek Jefferson? A uh, third, and I think that's right now. I think that's the correct placement. Now, what if he has 200 yards against Green Bay mm-hmm. and Jefferson flops? Mm-hmm. Now, now Tyreek Hill is going to get more votes, obviously. So it's not like it's over. It's just I think the winners at this point were unsurprising in all of those markets, right? Like that's kind of what you would think right now if the season ended today. Jefferson has the best numbers. He has the most yards. Uh, the one that was surprising, Defensive Player of the Year, I, I kind of perceived to be a very close race between Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons uh, as we head down the stretch here. Executives basically unanimously gave, not unanimously, but like by a large margin, uh, gave it to Bosa, which I thought was really interesting. And I think Parsons obviously has a huge reputation also. And they have a big game this week. And if he kills it, he probably comes back into the picture. But Bosa had like three times as many votes as Parsons. I found that interesting. I don't know if that that's about to be reflected in the market, I feel like, because um, if I'm anybody who reads that and I see that these guys are both like even money to win the award, I'm going to bet Nick Bosa now having read that article. Right. So if you're looking for a price that's very likely to move, I would imagine Nick Bosa is about to become a much bigger favorite to win that award. Look at that. Look at that. No, no Oregon, North Carolina. Who needs that when you got defensive player of the year? That's right. a, it's a perfect <laughs> holiday bowl. 
Yeah, who, who cares about that crap? Are we on the under of uh, Browns and Saints real quick? I don't know how to not be on the under. How am I? How can <laughs> is that the like lowest how, under in NFL well, history? Has there like, been a lower total than that? The Browns played a game about 15 years ago where the total was like a point lower, I think, or okay. something like that. But okay. we're getting really close. I mean, it's in that bottom one percent of all totals, something <laughs> okay. like that. I just I think it's either you don't bet the game, or you bet the under. Yeah. I mean, I just I this is not the I don't think this is the time for contrarian overs. <laughs> um, but I do, but I do, but I do think Taysom Hill. We talked about this on the show. Like, if you have Taysom Hill in fantasy and he is, like, tight end eligible or you have a way to play him or you can play some exotic props, what's to stop the Saints from running, running wildcat in this game if they can't throw the ball and having Taysom Hill play yeah. quarterback? Yeah, yeah. What's to stop that from happening? So just it may be an angle there that makes some sense. That's a great point. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowing. Play some Taysom Hill. There you go. Uh, Ken Barkley. And uh, hold on. Let me pull up my read here. He, was, he is the host. You better you bet. He's Odyssey Sports betting insider Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Check him out on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Uh, and, uh, hey, happy holidays, man. We're going to be out next week, so we'll catch up at the uh, the start of the year. We enjoy these conversations, and uh, have, have a Merry Christmas, man. Sounds good, guys. Happy holidays to you as well. Look forward to talking to you in the new year. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.